Back in Italy, when I finished middle school, I chose to go to a high school called the Liceo Classico, where you studied literature, philosophy, ancient Greek, Latin, and the likes. And it was, you know, eventually when I went on to study economics a few years later that I understood I missed out uh, math and uh, uh, science. Uh, well, I had to learn everything almost from scratch. But going back to the classic high school, I remember that uh, classrooms there uh, were very theoretical, where knowledge was passed on in such a non-engaging and, you know, like terrible way that I was often found myself, uh, you know, playing snake on my old Nokia 3310, um, totally out of focus from the content of the class. At the same time, classes were long, we would spend a lot of time at school and we would dedicate so much more time than necessary to learning topics that if they would have been, uh, you know, taught uh, much more objectively and, you know, in a more engaging manner, would have taken us much less time. And also because it was so unengaging, I felt everything so far away that I wasn't even remotely emotionally connected to what I was learning. So the result of all that, that even though I was a great student and had great grades today, I do not remember almost anything that I studied. And that's a big shame. Now, I was wondering one time, what if I had a time machine and could go back to ancient Rome and Greece and sit in the public square and listen and, you know, debate directly with Socrates or the Stoic Emperor Marcus Aurelius? Wouldn't have I learned more? Would have been much more engaging. I would have remembered much more than then and uh, I would have been much more focused and so on. Even though you're going to tell me, well, Andrea, time machines do not exist, stop dreaming, I would answer that yes, there's something very close to them that is the metaverse, which allows us to recreate these experiences. And it is about how virtual reality and the metaverse may manage to transform education, corporate education, including learning and development, that we will talk about in this episode of Meta Leadership. Here's your host, Andrea Iorio, speaking. I'm an Italian keynote speaker to more than 100 companies per year, focusing on digital transformation, leadership, and innovation, and a best-selling author of two books in Portuguese. Yes, I'm based out of New York City, but I worked over the last 10 years in Brazil as the head of Tinder and as chief digital officer at L'Oreal. I'm an economist specialized in behavioral science from Bocconi University. I hold a master's degree in international relations from Johns Hopkins and I currently teach at the executive MBA at Fundação Don Cabral, the top executive business school in Latin America, according to the Financial Times ranking. And if you enjoy the podcast and want to get in touch, you can contact me at andreaiorio.com or on LinkedIn, where I engage daily with my community of more than 60,000 followers with contents at the intersection of business, technology, behavioral science, and philosophy. So, hit me up there. Let me start here telling you about a company called Striver. So Striver is a company that offers a VR training platform with a very high number of employees in mind, unlike Meta, Metaverse, you know, and Microsoft and Apple, which are aimed to, you know, B2C and consumers and not really companies. So fundamentally, Striver's challenge is to think about how to train people with high scalability through VR headsets. And the advantages are clear. When you put on a headset for 20, 25 minutes and learn by doing, you get the same learning outcome as watching a PowerPoint lecture for like three hours. At the same time, situations like working on a Ford assembly line where cars pass every 15 seconds and the glasses are telling me exactly what to do, well, reduces risks and optimizes learning. And this is not a guess, be careful, but it is proven by a recent study by PwC which aimed to measure the impact of soft skill training on employees using three different methods, classroom, 
e-learning and metaverse. And the results were amazing. They had five key learnings where, you know, VR trainings outperformed uh, across speed, confidence, emotional connection, focus, and price. What are these learnings specifically? Well, first, that employees with VR courses can be trained up to four times faster. So U.S. employees typically spend 1% of their work week on training and development, so employers need to be sure they use this time productively. That's where VR can help. What took two hours to learn in classroom could be learned in just 30 minutes using VR. Second, also VR students are more confident in applying what they've learned. By providing the ability to practice in an immersive, low-stress environment, VR-based training results in higher levels of confidence and an enhanced ability to actually apply learning on the job. In fact, VR-trained learners were up to 275% more confident to act on what they learned after training, a 40% improvement over classroom and 35% improvement over e-learning training. Third point, employees are more emotionally connected to VR content. Well, people connect, understand, and remember things more deeply when their emotions are involved. And here, VR students felt 3.75 times more emotionally connected to content than classroom students and 2.3 times more connected than uh, e-learning students. Three quarters of students surveyed during that, you know, VR course, uh, it was about diversity and inclusion. They said they had a moment of awakening and realized that they weren't as inclusive as they thought they were. A fourth point is that VR students are more focused. Well, today's students are often impatient, distracted, overwhelmed. Many students don't watch a video for its entire duration, and smartphones are a major cause of interruption and distraction. With VR learning, users are significantly less distracted. In a VR headset, simulations and immersive experiences command the individual's vision and attention. There are no interruptions or multitasking available, right? So in the PWC study, VR-trained employees were up to four more times focused during training than their e-learning peers and 1.5 times more focused than their classroom peers. When learners are immersed in a VR experience, they tend to get more out of the training and have better results. Well, as of the cake, you know, VR learning can be more uh, uh, feasible, um, you know, money-wise at scale. Uh, actually, thanks to companies like Striver. Because in the past, VR was too expensive, very challenging to deploy outside of a small group. And because, you know, the cost of a corporate headset is a one-time fee of more or less $1,000. These units can be managed like any other corporate mobile device and can be used repeatedly to, you know, do training. So the study shows that when delivered to a sufficient number of students, it is estimated that VR training is more cost-effective at scale than classroom or e-learning. VR content initially requires up to 48% more investment than similar classroom or e-learning courses. Having enough students to help realize this economy of scale is critical. So with 375 students, VR achieved parity in costs with classroom training. With 3,000 students, VR training became 52% more cost-effective than classroom training. With 1,950 students, VR training has achieved cost parity with e-learning. The more people you train, the greater your returns in terms of employee time saved during training, as well as course facilitation and other direct cost savings. That's why the Academy, Bank of America's corporate university, uh, was the first financial service company to launch virtual training programs at its 4,300 branches last fall. The Academy has released around 30 VR training modules 
this year from conversations with a customer or employee uh, to crisis management situations. And John Jordan, the head of the academy, said that when they first tested the program in 2019, 97% of participants felt more comfortable performing their tasks after the VR training. So basically, you know, uh, looking to the future, Jordan says that the academy won't stop until they have a headset in every financial center in the U.S., they're exploring VR programs that basically address issues like mental health and helping people relax, as well as empathy training, diversity and inclusion programs, among others. And while Jordan says that there will always be value in real interactions and real handshakes, he doesn't want to rule out every employee having a VR device as new generations grow up with the technology at their disposal. So the Academy hopes to have a million hands-on sessions in simulated learning experiences by 2023. Jordan sees this as a million opportunities to improve, right? It's very impressive. And uh, that's why we need to understand that the metaverse and its associated technologies allow us to maximize the return on our investments in training and development and to be more effective. So let's look at the medical field. Medical training, in particular surgical training, has been complex and high risk. That is, it is hard to gain familiarity with the body without access to real body. This is, uh, you know, isn't always simple with patient lives at stake. And this is changing with VR. In 2020, Johnson & Johnson partnered with also VR and distributed nearly 200 Oculus Quest headsets to surgeons across the U.S. Spinology, a manufacturer of spine surgery devices, has partnered with Ghost Productions, a VR surgical simulation developer, to integrate VR-based training for its sales teams. Spinology aims to educate salespeople on their devices so that they can improve engagement with medical providers. In terms of AR, companies like Aris, MD, and Echopixels are looking to gain a foothold in this space. Aris MD provides 3D views of the patient's anatomy, allowing the surgeon to perform the procedure in a virtual space. Meanwhile, Echopixel creates a digital twin of a patient using standard medical images, allowing doctors to experience that image as an interactive 4D hologram. This could radically change the way medical students study, but also how surgeons are trained. So that, general speaking, if we think about education today, it's still a legacy of a pre-digital world, of an analog world, and uh, corporate education isn't that different either. If we look at classrooms, they haven't really changed that much over the last few decades, while the world has changed radically. That's why we have to open up to scenarios where VR and the metaverse uh, allow us to learn and teach others, whether our students or teams in a more focused, assertive, engaging way to finally get what we all want from education. Not just theoretical knowledge, but the ability to apply learning to the business in the real world. I want you to think about all of this as a homework for the week. And thanks a lot again for your attention. And see you in the next episode of Meta Leadership.